This is Main Thing Radio with Pastor Robert Fountain of Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach. Join us as Pastor Robert teaches verse by verse through the book of 1 John. goodness in here somewhere. Something in this is going to turn and, and I'm going to see it sooner or later. It's so important to hold on to that. You know, if you don't, if you don't have it locked into your heart before the tragedy strikes, then it's not there when you need it. Prayer, that interaction with Him. It, it, it's a dialogue that softens our hearts toward His will and His ways and, and, and deepens our confidence in his goodness. Maybe life is great right now and it's easy to see God's goodness or perhaps you're experiencing a time of hardship and his goodness is hard to see. In today's message, Pastor Robert reminds us that we can trust God is working and even if we don't understand how, he will work for the good of those who love him. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. Our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. Now, here's Pastor Robert with today's message. John 5.19, we're told Jesus answered and said to them, Most assuredly, I say to you, the Son can do nothing of himself, but what he sees the Father do. For whatever he does, the son also does in like manner. And in chapter 15, John 15, verse 5, Jesus said, I'm the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is cast out as a branch and is withered. And they gather them and throw them into the fire and they're burned. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire and it shall be done for you. Psalm 111 verse 10 says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. A good understanding have all those who do his commandments. His praise endures forever. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. So much in that statement. To quote my friend Art from Calvary Chapel, St. Petersburg, prayer does not incline God to bestow that which before he was not resolved to give, but often it prepares us to receive that which God will not give otherwise. There are things that you, he's waiting for you to ask him for. You need to ask. He's not going to do it unless you ask. And his intentions toward us are always good, always for our best. You know, this is something that, to be honest, I have to remind myself of quite often when things are not going my way, you know, when we're going through a really difficult time. He is only good 
He is only blessing. He is only, he is only love, and he only gives blessings. He's omnipotent, right? His arm is not short, as the Bible words it. He does whatever he wants. And so when you put all that together, he does whatever he wants. He's capable of doing anything he chooses. He knows everything. He's all-powerful. He is only good, only love. And yet I'm going through this horrible tragedy right now. So there's blessing in here somewhere. There's goodness in here somewhere. Something in this is going to turn and, and I'm going to see it sooner or later. It's so important to hold on to that. You know, if you, don't, if you don't have it locked into your heart before the tragedy strikes, then it's not there when you need it. Prayer, that interaction with him. It, it, it's a dialogue that softens our hearts toward his will and his ways and, and, and deepens our confidence in his goodness. Getting to know him, spending time with him. Prayer deepens the relationship where more and more we think and desire as he does. You know, I was reading the other day, I think it was, I think it was Oswald Chambers, you know, the, my utmost for his highest. He's written, his wife published a whole bunch of stuff after he died, but, you know, I think it was him talking about the fact that as Christians, if you're really, you know, pressing in, walking closely with the Lord, well, then he's going to make sure that you're in harmony. You're not, it's not like you're going to have to be, you know, striving to learn what God's will is because you're, you're in such close communion that he is leading you step by step so you already know you already have a sense you already you know you may need confirmation you may need some clarity you know you still don't want to go rushing into things right but but it's not like something you're going to have to be just really Lord I just don't know what to do I don't know what to do I don't know what to do because you're right there with him and he's guiding you know my son and I had a great conversation this week about this issue of looking to the Lord, you know, actively looking to the Lord and not to your own intellect, actively looking to the Lord and, and not common sense or emotion, which is what leads most Americans. Emotion. Emotion, listen to me carefully, emotion is not a bad thing, but it's not the Holy Spirit. Presence of emotion does not automatically mean God is moving. The Spirit of God is leading me. You know, it may just be emotion. Looking to the Lord doesn't mean living the life of a mystic. You know, expecting a feeling to come upon you, expecting a verse to jump off the pages of the Bible in answer to every question or every request. For one thing, looking to the Lord means reading his word for the practical wisdom that's in there. A lot of our questions are answered in black and white. Don't co-sign for anybody unless you're willing to be on the hook forever. You know, unless you're willing to, to take that on. If you're willing to give them the full amount that you're co-signing for, fine. Then why not just give it to them? There's so many practical things in the Bible. We need to know what the Bible has to say. He's given us his scriptures, his word to serve as a light, to illuminate the path in front of us. But we have a responsibility to actually turn on the light, you know, utilize that, that light. Secondly, looking to the Lord means asking for his guidance in our prayers and in our pursuits. Like I said a minute ago, God, please guide my prayers. You know, lead me in this 
endeavor. If you, if you ask for it, he'll give it. You know, it's not like you, again, it's not like you have to get mystical about it. Sometimes we overcomplicate it. You know, we, we think we need some divine intervention, an obvious, you know, like this emotional thing, something that happens that, that makes us know that we know that we know that we know that we know. Well, there are times when, you know, we need God to, to give us all sorts of confirmation and, and everything, and he does in those times. But there are times when we just need to know if, if I've asked him for it, he's faithful. He's going to He's going to guide me. He wants to lead me. He loves me. I can trust him to guide me. I realized some time ago that just like I love the fact that my kids still come to me for help and input, my Heavenly Father loves it when I come and ask for his help. You know, one morning I was out for a run and I was praying about a specific situation that had me perplexed. And I'm like, Lord, I just don't know what to do with this situation. And, and I just, all of a sudden, you know, just, I had just peace about it. Now, again, I'm not talking about some mystical experience exactly. It was just, I realized, you know what, that this is, it's okay. Because he knows exactly what needs to happen, and if I just ask him, he'll step into this. So that's what I did. I don't, I don't know what to do in, you know, with, with this situation, so I need you to do something. And I was able to trust that he would. Not that I could just take a completely hands-off approach from that day forward, but that I could just wait until he showed me what to do next. I realized it's okay not to know stuff because I know him. What has you frustrated, perplexed? I think most of us have things, at least from time to time. Well, ask your father to step into it. Ask your father to deal with it. Ask him to show you any steps that you need to take. And then just trust that he will. Verse 16 says, If anyone sees his brother sinning a sin which does not lead to death, he will ask, and he will give him life for those who commit sin not leading to death. There is a sin leading to death. I do not say that he should pray about that. All unrighteousness is sin. And there is sin not leading to death. Now, first I want you to notice that, that this is talking about a brother. The context here, he says, if anyone sees his brother sinning, a particular sin, it's like you see him doing something, which does not lead to death. Well, then ask and, and he'll give him life. Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Main Thing Radio with Pastor Robert Fountain. The name of our broadcast is our goal for this ministry, to keep the main thing the main thing, Jesus Christ crucified, glorified, and honored as we study and apply His Word. Maybe you're listening right now in Miami-Dade County and you don't have a home church. We want to take this time to invite you to join us for worship. We meet Sunday mornings at 9.30, 11, and 12.30. Then again at 7.30 p.m. on Sunday nights. For more information, call us at 305-531-2730 or log on to MainThingRadio.com and follow the link to the church website. Thanks, Tracy. At our website, you'll find today's broadcast to listen to or download. Also, we encourage you to prayerfully consider financially supporting Main Thing Radio. With a gift of any amount, 
we will send you an MP3 CD of the entire book of 1 John. A secure option for you to give has been provided via PayPal. That's all available at MainThingRadio.com. Again, thanks so much for joining us today. Mark your Bibles in the book of 1 John and join us next time here on Main Thing Radio.